Hi, my name's Carliana, and you're listening to CE Over It. Hello, and welcome to part two of my conversation with Emma. Now, if you're listening to this and you haven't already listened to part one, stop what you're doing right now and go listen to part one because I don't think this conversation is going to make sense unless you listen to that episode. In episode one, we start the conversation off by talking about what really I think is the base for figuring out, okay, how do I make education and investments mean something for me, which is understanding real, true authenticity. I know that word authenticity makes me want to throw up in my mouth because it's overused so much, but it, it is a real thing, unfortunately, as cliche as it is, that we need to really bring into our businesses. And not only do we need to bring into our own businesses, but I think it's important to be able to sense when other businesses are being authentic and honest and, and real with us. Uh, and I, I think that's the real base for this whole conversation. And in this episode, we are going to talk a little bit about how we can use our own authentic purpose <laughs> and how we can use that to make decisions. Because I know it is really, really hard to figure out, am I doing this just for clout and because it's a shiny object and it sounds really cool? Or am I doing this because I really think it's going to grow my business? Or am I doing this because this sounds fun to me? This sounds like something I would absolutely thrive in and I know I would totally kill it regardless of whether we're successful or not. I just know I need to do this. How do we distinguish that? So episode one, what is authenticity, honesty? Episode two or part two, how do we translate that into making decisions for our business and for our life? I hope you enjoy this episode and this finished conversation with me and Emma. Um, I'd love to also hear your guys' input with this. As always, I love conversations with you. I don't want this to be me preaching at you. I want to hear your perspectives and opinions. Who knows, maybe I'll open up a little like question box on the CEO over its podcast. Uh, so we can all chat about it and continue the conversation there so I can get your guys' opinions too. So anyways, I'll meet you over there and I will turn the rest of the time over to the lovely second half of this interview. I don't even remember what finally made us decide to do 10KGG. Be like, yep, that's what we're doing. Like, I, I don't remember that moment. I just remember. I remember because you finished the group coaching and you were like, these girls want to stay in. What do I do? Oh, yeah, that's right. And that's you were right. like, what do I what do I do? How do I do this? And then we were like looking and you're like, here's all the things that I've taught them. And Anna and I were looking at everything and we're like, this looks really good. And this is really big. And this is really amazing. This is really life changing. And then we're like, this has got to be like a. Uh, a high, a higher price program. This is so good. That's what I remember. Yeah. And then I was like, oh yeah, you guys are like, you need to do $10,000 mastermind. And that yeah. freaked me out, but yes. I felt really awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the moment I was freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I remember I was freaking out in the moment and then after that call I was like I'm doing it like it felt so good and so right even though I knew it was the scariest thing I've ever done especially because everything in my head was telling me not to do it it's like this is not the way to scale this is not the way to da 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 this is does not make sense on any other analytical level especially because I feel like I wanted to teach things that had essentially been taught before like positioning marketing sales but it was in a way that I didn't feel like was out there yeah and I knew needed to be taught and so that was really scary but I just knew I was like you know what even if nobody buys it like and we've talked about this too before where I was like if nobody buys it like I will be okay with that because I know this needs to be out there and I know even if just one person buys it like it's going to be so helpful so worth it and it just felt so right Yes. And that's such a, such a different feeling than when you're, um, when you're trying to fit some into somebody else's cookie cutter. And yeah, I had a similar experience. So my, the program that that's been my main, my main squeeze for a long time is the aesthetic way. And I remember telling my mentor who is one of these uh, sort of like a celebrity type entrepreneurs and it was her mastermind. And I told her what it was. I was like this whole foundational course for entrepreneurs to like, take, like just get things off the ground and get momentum going. And she was like, I don't think anybody wants that. Everybody wants bite-sized courses that they can finish in just a couple of hours and start seeing results immediately. And I was like, I mean, that makes sense yeah, like people want things really fast. And then I was like, but I'm not like, I'm not interested in that. I don't feel called to do that. I don't want to give people quick fixes. Like I like doing the deep work and working with people to figure out how, how to do these transformations that don't, they don't take a week, they take a few months and then they take a few years. And and there's progress all along the way. And it's really fascinating and really fun to watch just like, you know, the work we've been doing together. And, and so, you know, that, like, that's so different than other times when I've created something and I'm, I'm going around to everybody saying, does this look okay? What do you think of this? Does this feel okay? And I've had clients hire me because I used to do like launch management and they would just say things like, I'll just be your puppet. Just like you be behind stage, like pulling the strings and so then it's like, you know, I'm, I'm doing all this marketing and it, it's being successful, but meanwhile, they're losing trust in themselves because they're kind of like, well, well, what should I do next? What's the best thing to do? What's the smart thing to do? Like, what's the most strategic thing to do now? And it's like, I mean, I'm pretty good at guessing, you know, mm -hmm. and especially if I had a pretty good connection with the client, but you know, it's like, it wasn't, it never belonged to me. So I could never see what they could see. And if they weren't willing to have the vision and trust themselves and trust their vision, I, I can't do that for them, you know? And so, you know, the, that groundedness that you're talking about, I mean, that is so magical. And that is not something that you can buy from anybody. That's something that you cultivated, that you figured out that, you know, when we get on a call and you're talking about like, okay, here's what sales are looking at right now. We're launching right now. And I'm not like seeing like, like there's still some people who aren't converting that I expected would convert. It's no longer a question of, is the program good enough? Am I good enough? It's just sort of like, 
how can we help these people make the decision? And is there anything that we could do to like, if, if this is the right program for them, is there anything we can do to help them understand this is the right program for them? We're not questioning everything else or questioning, is your marketing good enough? Are you good enough? Is the program good enough? And I think, you know, the, the cookie cutter thing, when we were using cookie cutters, we're going to keep buying cookie cutters once, once something doesn't work exactly right. Mm, yep. It's like, Kate, hey, onto the next course. What yeah. Else you learn? And it's expensive. Yeah. And then you get like all resentful about the person. And it's yeah. sort of like, I don't think we should be resentful. Like that worked for them and good on them for opening the doors, the back doors for us to see, you know, people have varying levels of how well they do that. I've been in some courses where I'm like, well, that didn't really help. And then I've been in some courses where I'm like, that's really helpful or like, you know, this isn't going to work for me, but it's really helpful to even just see their process and I'll take what I want and I'll leave what I want. And, you know, I think the more that we just help each other do it our own way, the better. Yes. (laughs) Well, that's why I think, yeah, the courses and stuff are, they're not bad. They're, they're good things. It's just figuring, it's like, okay, do you have a story of inspiration, something inside of you that you can look to and say, this is getting real cheesy real quick, but (laughs) inside you where you can look and say, yes, this is right. Or how do you take this and make it your own? I mean, as I think we talked about this too, where it's like, I've even seen this with some of my, a lot of my clients where I do literally everything I can to make them happy and to give them the result that they would like. And if they're having the mindset issues or doubting themselves constantly, it's not going to yeah. work. It's not going to work. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's a, and that's a something that, um, yeah. Cause I know like most people who are listening are designers that's something that you have to be really careful with clients. And Carly and I had like two hours worth of conversation on Instagram. Why they're oh, yeah. still on our IGTVs. Yeah. It's yeah. on our IGTV somewhere about this. Link to the show notes. Yeah. I'll share it on my podcast page too. Like I'll have to share it on my story or something after this airs so that people can find it too, because those were really good conversations. Yeah. It was so much about like, because um, people will hire you as a designer, um, for all kinds of reasons that have nothing to do with design. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I want and, you to fix my, my, um, courage problem or my self-confidence. self-confidence. Yeah. My crippling self-doubt. Can you fix that? And it's logo. like, yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, no matter how great of a logo it's going to be, you know, if it's like, a, I used to, I, I figured this out with my coach recently is that every present that I have like pretty much every present I ever got before last Christmas, I would, I would open it and then feel disappointment because what I say, I actually hate my birthday for that reason. Oh my gosh. Disappointed. <laughs> yes. And my husband is like terrified of my birthday now, <laughs> like so terrified and like, I, we like get in a fight uh, every single birthday. Um, it's awful. <laughs> and so, but like, <laughs> but like my, what I realized is that every time I opened a gift, I like didn't like it because I was like, oh, well, this is the gift that you would give to somebody that, you know, is a bad person, basically. You know, this is a, this is a gift for a bad person. And so then it's like, what a lame gift, like, you know what I mean? And then it, it, 
but it's like, somebody could give me the same thing. And now since I've worked through a lot of that and realized like, wow, that's a weird thing that I was thinking when I got presents, I would just like at Christmas, it was so much better because I, like, I opened the gifts and I was just like, wow, a gift. That was so nice of them to give me a gift. And this has nothing to do with who I am or my self-worth or whatever. It's just, it's just like, I just get to have this gift. And I think, um, a lot of people, and I felt like this, hopefully I wasn't too much of a crazy client for you when you were doing my branding, but it was like, like, I felt some of that same thing when I get the work back from you is like, I'd feel disappointed. And it wasn't because of your amazing design work. It's because, you know, you're reflecting back to me, me. And if I don't feel good about myself, I'm going to hate everything that you ever make because it's about me. Yep. Anyway, this is a really long tangent, but I feel like it was related. No, this is a hundred percent related. hundred percent related because I think when you go and you buy courses or you say, I want this person to help me. And I think we have a lot of fear or I do at least. And it's like, is what I'm seeing all surface level? Or is this person really going to help me solve all my problems? Mm -hmm. It's like, part of it is, yeah, there are a lot of I don't even know what words I want to use to describe some of the education that's out there that's maybe not super helpful Mm -hmm. and a little bit on the scary side but Mm -hmm. also there's a lot of really really great courses and education opportunities out there or people that you can hire that are really going to help you with your business but you have to be doing your side of the work too with Mm. people that you hire or courses that you buy just like how your clients have to be doing their job. Mm-hmm. everybody has their job and if yeah. you exchange goods you exchange money for it you're it's like a it's a contract saying I'm going to do my job you're going to do your job mm-hmm. that you're going to deliver because that's the problem that I feel like I have when I get disappointment <laughs> with Christmas and presents and stuff it's like oh this didn't solve all my problems for me or this is <laughs> way less and I, I'm way better than this I have like a <laughs> where I'm like I'm way more than this like where's my Tiffany Co and brand new car like yes totally Um, you deserve that yeah I'm like I deserve to have all my problems solved in the world and for my life to totally 180 every single time I have a birthday and I up level you know what I mean yes uh and it's like no you have I have to do my own work and unfortunately (laughs) that's not the way the world works nobody's gonna come into my life and say Carly let's let's love yourself and let's figure out your problems for you like you have to do that yourself nobody's ever gonna teach you that (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's like, you know, I don't know. I feel like buying from a place of wanting to like save my business. Those are like the only times that I've really felt burned Mm -hmm. is that I felt like somebody was swooping in like Prince Charming. I got to be the princess. And then I realized I don't get to be the princess. And I think like, I made buying decisions that weren't that great, you know, just, but when I came from a place, a a different place, then it's like, I didn't feel burned and I didn't fall prey to like some of the kinds of, um, I don't know, marketing and sales tactics when I wasn't coming from like a place of fear and wanting to be saved. Yes. Yes. I think if anyone claims to come and say, Hey, I'm going to save your business, they claim to be the savior and the hero maybe a warning sign that that's not actually going to happen. Yeah. 
And I think sometimes we can like, at least for me, I doubt if I went back through any of the sales pages that it would actually say that, but like I was coming from that place and convinced myself, if I get this, everything will be better. Mm. Uh, or like this will, this will be the thing that saves my business, which is, it's like, it just isn't because like, you couldn't possibly pay somebody enough to save your business. Like they would have to buy the business because they're basically being the CEO. Like yeah. it is your job it is always the CEO job, CEO's job to save the business. And you can hire people to help you do that. But like, ultimately, like that, that is your job. And so like, you'd have to pay the entire worth of the business to somebody else if they're going to take on all the risk for you. Yes. Oh yeah. I remember because we were quoting someone, because this is back when we were doing launches for people. We were quoting someone. I think this is when it happened to basically take charge of the entire launch and creation of everything. Yeah. Like it so was, we're like, this is going to have to be like $50,000. Yeah. It was like 50 to $80,000 or something. And we're like, that even felt cheap, <laughs> which felt, it felt crazy to be quoting that, but it also was like, oh my gosh, this is so much work and responsibility. There's no way I'm going to quote under this. Yeah. She didn't go for it, which I'm, which is I'm good. <laughs> I'm glad she did. Because it's like, she wasn't ready for it. And it was like, but, but quoting her that much helped her realize like, whoa, this isn't just like, mm -hmm. you know, piecing together a course and a launch. Like this is a, this is a multi six figure plan that I'm trying to put together and, but I don't want to do any of the work for it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, uh, this could actually be your entire business. This one thing that we're doing. Yeah. So it's going to be expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you were really, you were so good at up leveling our thoughts about that. Cause I kept being like, wow, I've never charged anything over like 10,000 before. And you're like, yeah, this definitely has to be at least 30,000. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I remember it was one of those situations too, where I was like, I, I don't, want to do it for any less like it's just it's so much work so much responsibility where I think we always like really like when we think of like this is getting off on another tangent but like we think about oh my gosh charging so much and da, da, da. like that sounds so sexy and cool charging 12k even but it's like how much work are you promising here like yeah that's a 50k job like I don't want to subject myself to I don't know maybe it's because I've just had so many difficult client situations where I'm like it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I'm not doing it for anything less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very side tangent, but uh, <laughs> I want to talk more about heart, your heart stories and stuff because we've talked about it a lot in the podcast or not. Yeah. This episode about what that is. Not even really what mm -hmm. it touched on it. Mm -hmm. but, what do you want to know? Um, what do you want to talk about? Um, <laughs> I just want to, I guess I want to know more about how it can help people who are feeling like this. Oh yeah. And, and what is it really? Because we kind of touched on it, but like. Okay. Here's what I think is that I think when we want to, you know, we'll see some other coach or business or marketing person share some kind of vision for how things could be in your business and we catch that vision and we buy 
And it's a really cool vision. We're going to make more money. We're going to be able to have more impact. We're going to be able to sell more of our stuff. We're going to be able to create more and have more freedom. And it's going to be awesome. And we are really attached to that dream. We know it's possible. We can feel it. That's why we bought it is because like something in our intuition says like, this is possible. But I think the thing that we make the mistake with is that we think that their exact implementation, the way that they teach their implementation is going to get us there. And it's not. And it's kind of confusing because they say, a lot of teachers that I've taken their stuff, they say, just follow the, the follow the formula, follow the formula. The formula works for everybody. Trust the framework, follow the formula. Um, and the truth is, is that like, it's not that they're lying because we're all using pretty much the same principles, but something that works for somebody else isn't going to work exactly for you. And so I think like catching their vision, catching their flavor it's sort of like trying on one of their outfits. And if you've never worn clothes before or never tried to put an outfit together, like putting on their outfit is going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm wearing an outfit, but that is not your outfit, you know? And so I think what we, Carly and I have been talking about, if you're sensitive to this and if it feels weird, if it doesn't feel right, it's because you're looking in the mirror, you're looking at an outfit of somebody else's and you're like, I don't want to be wearing this outfit. But just because you know you don't want to be wearing that outfit doesn't necessarily mean you know what outfit you want to wear. And what I find, especially with creatives and especially women, um, and also I suspect uh, women of Black women and women of color feel like this too, um, even more, is that it's like the things that we desire are always, people always laugh at us. They always, or tell us it's not possible or try to say like, oh, you can't do that because you're an artist or you can't do that because you're a coach or you can't do that because you're a woman or whatever. And so I think we teach ourselves to kind of suppress so much of the things that we want because it doesn't make sense. And so the heart story, and I have uh, three other sacred stories um, that I help people uncover in my group coaching program, The Order, it helps you identify some of the things that you really want and have specific places to draw inspiration from that feel really aligned with you and can help you uncover the ways that you really want to do things. Because like the way that we're taught in school, we don't really learn the ways that we want to do things. And so these are tools to help you realize like, oh, I actually don't want to like, like for you, one of your sacred stories is about like summer camp. And so you're like, oh, I don't want to build like a really serious school. Like I want to, I want to build like a summer camp. And for me, I was like, oh, I don't want it to feel like we're conversations like over margaritas. Like some of the people that I follow that I'm like, oh, I guess I got a topic grabbing margaritas all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, no, I actually want it to be like, I want to build a school that's like Hogwarts. So <laughs> And like, that's really, really nerdy. And my people are into it. <laughs> so it's great. It's hard to even recognize what you actually want because you see people sipping margaritas and you're like, that's, a- yeah, I can be that person. It's like when you're dating uh, people and there's like a cowboy, a sexy cowboy, whatever that's over there. And you're like, yeah, I could adapt to that lifestyle. I could do that. It's like, no, that's not you. 
Yeah. Well, and <laughs> I think it's because like, like <laughs> yeah. And I think it's like, we're trapped. We, we're confused about what we're attracted to, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause I believe that like our desires, like m- the desire, my own desirability comes from the desire I feel for myself. Mm-hmm. And so like, you can think tons of people are like super sexy that are like all across the spectrum and what kinds of things they're wearing and what they're into and what their hair looks like and how, like what, what kind of body type they have. And even like how they identify uh, sexually or whatever, like you can be attracted to so many different types of people. Cause if, you know, it's like, you just realize like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm attracted to them. Cause they're, they're really feeling themselves right now, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's attractive. Like that cowboy over there, he is feeling himself. And so like, I'm actually attracted to that, but I think what I'm attracted to is all the stuff that I can just see. That's what I, anyway, those are some half-baked theories for you. I love it though. (laughs) That's so interesting. I totally can see that because it's like, okay, that is, it's like something that I never would have thought was like, oh, maybe I do want to go live in like Arabia in a hut somewhere and like just <laughs> like and, and you know do like archaeological digs or whatever all my life like yeah yeah maybe I do want that but maybe I want to go live in like Hawaii and just like have a set you know it's like all that could be cool fun adventures but it's just the idea of like I don't know there's something about some someone else doing it and I love what you said about how we're sensing that people are just they're they're confident and they're feeling themselves and that's perfect for them and we don't really want the surface level stuff that we're seeing we want that we want to we want to yes we want to feel like them and like that kind of confidence like you know if drinking margaritas is aligned with their business like um like tonic site shop like i think that's super aligned or at least from what i i don't um well, i haven't talked to them but but from what i can see it's sort of like yeah this is great but it's not, it's not about the drinks. It's about how much they love drinks, you know, <laughs> and how they feel about it. And so I should be in my business. I should be, I, if I am creating something that I feel that same strength of love and passion and desire, I can, I can do whatever I want. Cause I would totally buy one of their templates and I don't really care about cocktails. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to love cocktails to buy their templates. (laughs) The cocktails just make it feel fun because they're fun. Yes. And you don't have to adopt the cocktail theme. What you have to do is go tell (laughs) your stories and say, okay, now how am I going to make this look like Hogwarts? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Exactly. Like Hogwarts. Yes. (laughs) Prejudice at the same time. I think that's a big key (laughs) to investing in anything in the future is understanding those nuances about which is the hardest thing to do honestly understanding those nuances about yourself that you feel comfortable enough bringing into literally every part of your business and your life and talking about it for forever and ever, maybe not for forever and ever that's probably too dramatic but enough where you feel like you could and you can see it progressing for a long time you know what I mean yes I love that it, it reminds me what you're saying where it's like it's your job to show up you know and I like what you're saying is like it's our jobs to show up and to make sure that we feel connected to our work. Mm-hmm. And like, that's nobody else's job. If we don't feel connected to our work, is there work that we need to do in order to feel connected to the work? Or 
do we need to let that project go? Because that is just not the connected place for us. And a heart story and all the other sacred stories can really help you do that. Yes. I don't even know how long we've been talking. Honestly, I should have timed this, but um, it's been a while. It's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) I have to like seriously trim this down or it might. I know. I'm sorry about that. No, it's been such a good conversation. (laughs) And I wouldn't, I just, I'm like, maybe we'll have to do part one, part two or something because it's a really good conversation. Um, it could be a supersized episode. A supersized episode, yes. And that's totally fine and okay because I think this conversation is important and it's a conversation that is just, yeah, really super needed. So I, I'm going to bear my testimony really quick. <laughs> heart stories. Honestly, uh, those heart stories, light stories, all the stories that you taught me, I got to be Emma's little guinea pig for what is basically now the order the aesthetic way and all of her stories that she has and the curriculum she has around that I gotta be me and Anna gotta be her guinea pigs for that last summer and year later I'm I mean I was always so grateful for it but it's just it's an evolving process that I'm really grateful I was a part of it has truly I mean I created 10kgg from it this podcast came from it I feel like every decision that I've made in the past year has come from those stories that Emma's helped me figure out. So if that's something that you want to do, I highly, highly, highly cannot suggest enough going to check out Emma and the order and her heart story. She does have the heart story freebie for free, but she also has the order, which is her, her, her Hogwarts school <laughs> that she's created. Just, Just say it out loud. <laughs> I love it. It's so cool. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Yeah. Like, uh, you could just go to findmyheartstory.com. That's super easy if you will, cause that one's free. So you can even just see if you even are into any of this. Yeah. Save the gels. (laughs) And if people have questions, where can they find you? Or if they just want to follow along more. Yeah. You can go to at Emma underscore Natter on Instagram. Um, emmanatter.com. I have tons, like way too many ma- amazing free courses, and <laughs> things on my website. Um, so you could go there and just a lot of stuff about helping you feel aligned with your business and not just that, which is what we talked about a lot, but like really getting momentum with your business, getting things off the ground, actually starting to make money, especially if you have any of like the, some of those starving artist feels, those are my people who it's like creativity is, is where your heart is. But you also like, you can get, you can get paid to do that. And your money can like buy you more paint supplies and all kinds of things that you want and to travel the world and to put your kids in cello lessons and whatever else you want. Yeah. The aesthetic program you're talking about is the aesthetic way. I also got to be your guinea pig for that kind of. Yes. (laughs) You were. Really? what helped me start my business. Like I, how I told you at the beginning of this episode where I was like, um, I hired Emma from day one. That's what we were doing. And she helped me launch my business and do it in a really awesome way. So I was able to quit my day job like three months later. So yeah, Carly is one of my favorite, you're one of my favorite um, guinea pigs because you actually do all the things. So it's very fun. You're very, you're fun to watch because you are very bold and you will just do things. So (laughs) 
So I, I always love testing everything on you and I don't have to like explain it perfectly. You'll like intuitively get it. So before I can explain it, cause other people need me to explain it better. And you're like, I got it. I got it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> it might be because we've just worked together. It's been like five years now, almost maybe yeah. four. Four. Yeah. Time. It's been a long time. That's right. So it's like, and we talk every week now. And so it's like, it yeah. Just- naturally everyone needs a business best friend that they talk to every week that's right that's right which I think is one of the reasons that we now both have programs where it's built to help you find your business best friends (laughs) yeah (laughs) community is so important yeah we're like you have so good (laughs) yeah exactly oh so true oh okay well it's been so fun having you on here and I know you're going to come back because it's already just good, but thank you for being on here on the supersized episode and being my first guest. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Carly. So happy to be here.